Hey guys, stop goofing around and check this out. Behold, the entertainment sphere. It's called a ball. I, I know it's called a ball, but, you know, I'm trying to get into the whole we're experiencing these human things for the first time vibe. And uh, what did humans do with these things? Oh, man, what, what didn't they do? They, they bounce them? That's it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. These were humans. Bouncing things was close to maxing out their cognitive range. No, but also sometimes they would take the ball and hit it with, like, a stick. What? When they misbehaved? Bad ball. Think about what you've done. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time, we are going to be talking about three very short stories from John Scalzi, which were adapted into very short episodes of Love, Death, and Robots, which is currently streaming on Netflix. So, Colin, this was your idea. Why, why, why are we doing this? Well, I, I love me some John Scalzi. Okay. I, I like reading what he writes. Uh I enjoy him as an author. I follow him on Twitter and, and on his blog. And when I heard that some of his work was finally being adapted, because things of his have been optioned for uh, a long, long time, I, was, I got really excited. Nice. And then I convinced my friends to go and, and <laughs> podcast with me. <laughs> yes. Well, you also did us the favor of obtaining all the stories and lending us devices that we could read them on <laughs> by way of defeating DRM. <laughs> well, some of them are printed without DRM, True. but you know, they're managed through the, the Nook store. Fortunately, I can, I own quite a few Nook devices. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and while the Nook device might say, you know, which ones you can, which books you can lend to some other users, mm -hmm. it doesn't say anything about me lending my devices out to people. Right. <laughs> and that works out pretty well. Yes. Yes. He lent me a phone. Not too uh, shabby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's give the names of the stories and where you can find them so that if people actually want to go and mm -hmm. read these, they don't have to be spoiled because it, right. I think you, you give me the phone and drove away and, you know, probably before you got home, I was finished reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely short. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there are three. One is called when the yogurt took over. The next one is missives from possible futures. Number one. Uh, I need the full title here. Missives from Possible Futures, number one. Alternate history search results. Those are both from these uh, collected stories of John Scalzi called Miniatures. Right. And then probably what I thought was the most funny one was in Robots versus Fairies. And it was... Just an anthology? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of, of you know, people talking about robots and talking about fairies. And, and at the end of your story, you had to say why robots were better than fairies or vice versa. <laughs> right. That, was, that one was pretty funny. <laughs> and that story is three robots experience objects left behind from the era of humans for the first time. Nice. So those are the three stories. We'll talk about which ones were adapted into which things because the names changed slightly. But, uh, you know, if you're listening to us right now and you're like, uh, you know, I always listen if there's spoilers or not, you can at least go watch all the episodes on Netflix if you have it, because it'll take you a half hour or so. Yeah. And I should mention that I believe at least hour. two of them are available online for free. Oh, okay. uh, they were part of the John uh -huh. Scalzi sampler available through his site, but it seems uh. to have gone through link rot. But, you mm. know, Google works pretty well. Okay. So things this short, there's no, no reason to get spoiled unnecessarily. No. So... Uh, shall we talk about them one at a time and talk about their adaptation at the same time? Sure. What order do we want to go in? We should go in the order in which we watched them. Oh, yes. Okay. Yogurt so, Hitler. Why not? Robot. So, yeah. When the Yogurt Took Over, adapted into 
when the yogurt took over. Yes. <laughs> Which was a highly faithful adaptation, I have to say. It was. And I, f- I feel like, especially in this short form, and this is maybe something you wanted to talk about, uh, adapting to visual, you can really add something to it by, mm-hmm. by the kind of animation style that you choose, right? Well, yes. I mean, the kind of adaptation you choose. And in this case, all of these, all of the episodes of, of Love, Death and Robots have an animation component to them. There's one that's mostly live action, but they're all, they all have some computer generated mm-hmm. portion to them or, or animation component. Um, and here they kind of go with a, a very cartoony, silly, kind of like the thought bubble mm-hmm. stuff on the crash course videos. Yes. Um, for, for kind of this one and the, uh, and the other one, the alternate histories one that we'll talk about, but right. Yes, the yogurt. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a silly premise, right? That, that they they put AI into a strain of bacteria that's used to cur- to. Uh, well, no, they didn't put it in there. It just evolved from being attached to DNA. Yeah, well, they were right. doing experiments in computational DNA. Right. right. You also building computers out of DNA, and yeah, it became yeah. sentient right. in that lady's oh, refrigerator. I see what you're saying, but right. yeah, I guess. okay, fair. Yeah. How did you figure – so in the story, I, I don't think there's any reason to talk about one over the other. With with all three of these, we can just kind of compare and contrast the whole mm-hmm. whole way. Yes. Um, how did you imagine that the yogurt was talking in the story? Did you think it would all be just like in, written in granola? I, I guess I kind of did. I, I didn't – it didn't talk about any other form in the story. And uh, I thought that brought a little bit to it because mm-hmm. the yogurt spoke. It, it made an interesting voice because it had right. that, that that sound like after you've, you've had too much orange juice or something, you know, and you've got all the mucus in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounded like to me. It was, and, and it had kind of a Borg quality to it where it sounded like more than one voice. Mm, right. N- not as monotone. Um, it was a collective. Yes. Yeah. With a female voice, of course, because it's yogurt. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it had, only had, women had some bases in there, though, too. I guess that's there true. Was a, there was male voices around there. Yeah. It was a pretty representative collective. The thing I liked I the think. best was that the uh, buildings, well, that, what looked like buildings <laughs> that ended up being right. launch vehicles, looked like cups of yogurt. Yogurt cups. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> yep. Um, well, and the story ends uh, with this, this consideration of, well... Because it was, you know, all knowing, wouldn't it have known that if it given it, if it gave us the plan that we weren't going to do it right in the first place, right. which mm-hmm. is how it used to get, which is what it used to get world power, which is then right. what it used to leave the earth, and then it wondered, yeah. well, why are they leaving the earth? Right. Yeah, it also has some philosophical resonance too, right? That's that's a question in theism, right? Well, if if there's an Adam and Eve, you know, if if you're going to create humanity and they're going to fall and you're going to have to damn them for all eternity. Why do you create them in the first place, right? So, so I think it's more profound than just a you know mm. what applies to this actual story. Right. It doesn't give any answers, of course. No, yeah. maybe it's really a nod to the uh, Bolo series of books. I don't know the Bolo series. You don't? Well, uh, uh, military science fiction, really, really good reads. I own one of them, which is it's not the it's the first book chronologically, but not the first book in the series it was written. Oh. And it has to do with uh, sentient AIs inside of war machines and mm. how, well, when you give it the task to protect humanity, what it will do to do that. Huh. Really interesting. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is an interesting conundrum. Yeah. We've, we've dealt with that a few times <laughs> yep. on this podcast. Um, I did want to mention <laughs> about the actual series itself. Um, it is definitely mature audiences. There, there's mm-hmm. several episodes that are super, super violent. There's one with Dracula in it. <laughs> Did you right. watch that one? No. Um, yeah, that one's super, super gory. Okay. And, and awesome. <laughs> um, you, you watched the one with like the fighting mechs. No, yep. not the fighting, not not the farms, but the, that one was pretty gory. I watched too. the farm one. I got the werewolf one. Uh, Lucky that 13. Really gory. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So a lot of them are either language or ultraviolet or nudity or all of the above in the right. one. Yeah. <laughs> and ultraviolet nudity language? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So just just be warned. You, this isn't necessarily a series that you watch with your young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because the the I mean, when you if you looked at the animation in the yogurt one, you'd be like, ah, this is for kids, definitely. And then then there's a topless cartoon lady right. protesting <laughs> lactose intolerance. Lactose intolerance. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. I'm like, why is she topless? What? And then like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make sense to me at first. No, yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, nice. Uh, anything else to say about the yogurt one? Good, good narration in this one. Yeah, yeah. the narrator was uh, the bra- the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yes. Yep. And I thought it carried over well to you know what are we going to do tonight? Mm-hmm. We're going to make yogurt and take over the world. Right. Well, and I feel like in short form, you know, the narration thing can really work. I mean, it can work mm-hmm. in movies too. It's just very specific times that it does, and other times yeah. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, kind of adapting the story, it made sense to have a narrator since there's an omniscient narrator in the book as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Moving on. Moving on. Yep. To alternate histories. Alternate right, Hitler right, deaths. Right, right, which is misses from a possible future colon. Uh, right. <laughs> author wanted to make a, a very long title. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the difference here in the actual. So for anybody, let, let's say somebody hasn't watched it. Right. It's demonstrating the capability of this alternate history library kind of thing. Right. right. It's, um, it's like an app. Yeah. I, I thought it was just, it's like an app for your phone. Mm-hmm. Multi, ultimate, alternate history. Right. Yeah. And the story has more of a, I'm interacting with a user thing like that has, that has requested what would happen if mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler died. Right. Right. Where, where this, the adaptation kind of skips that and says, here's, here's a good demonstration yeah. for it because everybody, you know, kind of taking right. that, that I guess I should from say the, the story because uh, the story says it's so commonly searched that we'll give you a discount on to show you this one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's crowdsourced almost. First one's free. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, I thought that was a, a clever thing. I wouldn't have minded seeing that in the in the thing. But like, it, I guess that's how it was generated or generated, adapted. Right. From the story, the sh- uh, short story to the yeah anthology series. Yeah. It's, so because in the anthology series, it's more like like an app you get on your phone. And it's a preview and, of it, right? Yeah. yeah, and but but in the written form, it was like you said, more more like a uh, somewhere you'd go to see an alternate history, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's just kind of adapting it to the visual medium, right? mm-hmm. because in, yeah. in the story, it's here's the vital details about what happened, right? He's killed right. in a mugging, right? And that's one of the changes here is that it it uses five or six examples. Mm-hmm. Two or three of them are from the story; the other ones are different or yeah, right. di- different in some details. Um, I think my favorite one was the one where he's encased in jelly <laughs> or in gelatin. Gelatin, yeah, yeah. Jello. Um, I was I was thinking of the the, the Office, the British version, um, yeah, where uh, Gareth, uh, what, what, where Tim, I guess, encases his stapler in, as he says, in jelly. Oh, in jello. <laughs> yeah, but they say jelly. So right. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, they can be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So out of the ways Hitler died, what was your favorite? James. Oh, I like the gelatin one mostly you because like Putin one? on the moon. Putin on yes. the moon. <laughs> with the TV screen with that, his yeah. Putin chest there. Because yeah. in the in the in the short story or in the written form, it was like first man on the moon, you know, Vladimir Putin, nineteen eighty eight. But in the in yeah. the visual series, it was the first real man on the moon. Right. <laughs> and he's, got, <laughs> he's like, you know, the, the picture of him is in there is like 
it's his chest all out, you know, the picture he's like known for. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, singing opera and this mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Plus I liked I liked the whole, you know, what would this do to trench warfare? It was an interesting mm-hmm. thought about alternate history that's completely silly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. Like poking the jello with their mm-hmm. This works pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you were expecting that he was gonna pick the, the Swedish uh four way? The Viennese Viennese four way. The Viennese yes. four way. Yeah. Yes. yes. With uh, yes. with arms, be a five way. There was five of them. Four plus him. Yeah, yeah, it makes five. Oh, were there? Yeah, I thought I thought it was three. There was, him, there was four Viennese yeah. prostitutes. Okay. Yeah, I think this particular short story really lent itself to uh, the visual medium because yes. in uh, yeah. in the story, it's you're presented episode after episode after episode. Mm-hmm. In the in the video, it says, right. "Well, he made it past the little girl whose parents beat the crap out of him and kill him, and then right. he also makes it past." <laughs> the wagon full of brothers <laughs> right. and so mm-hmm. he has to dodge every other way that he dies all the way up through the right. end right yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's like in a video game right when where, where you get you get a right. save and then you're like okay now I, I need to step left like in edge of tomorrow right where you learn the right. path that you need yeah. to take yes yeah Mm. Two steps left. Duck. Blue screen of death Shoot, might right. also be my favorite. I'm not sure. That was pretty rad. <laughs> the oh. yeah. And that was was that that was an innovation for the. <laughs> oh, totally. Story. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I think they see that it was it's different, and mm-hmm. I liked it, which yeah. is kind of unusual for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like we missed anything by not having some of the deaths that were described mm-hmm. in the book. Right. Uh, yeah, so, so multiversity well. must be a Windows app. Is that what this is? <laughs> 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 yes, uh, because of course the, the difference here is when you when you end up with the uh, you end up with the pro Hitler people coming back to defeat right. all the people who are trying to come back and kill him. <laughs> the not- yes. time Nazis and anti time, and then Anti-Nazi. himself from the future time comes through, Nazis. right? Um, where that was that was the innovation there, where his 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 future self comes back and saves him. Which how does that work? Um, <laughs> but but then they reach out and touch each right. other, like in Time Cop, and yep. uh, the same matter cannot occupy the same. You got space. Ron Silvered. Yes. Hey, lay off on the sticker bars, will you? He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible and awesome. And the movie's fantastic. What are you talking about? Right. So this one has uh, some more cartoon nudity. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a, little, a little more mm-hmm. explicit than than just uh, you know topless cartoon boobs. Right. So, you yep. warned about that. Four tri- time-traveling Viennese ninja prostitutes that <laughs> love him to death. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Which was, was different from the book because it was six in the book, right? Yeah, it only right. took four. Yeah. <laughs> why, go, why go Gonzo? Yes. Right. Uh, so, moving yeah. on. Three robots. Three robots. Adapted, adapted from three robots. robots. Yes. And a whole long bunch of words that don't need to be there. <laughs> well, no. So... Oh, are, I mean the title. Oh, Sorry. that's right. Yeah, it yeah, was a wordy yeah, title. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So this one, I feel like there's like adapting it to a visual medium made a ton of sense and they can make basically any choice they want about, about mm-hmm. what, what the robots look like. Cause it doesn't really describe them. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's the kind of thing where I'm sure if you're adapting something, the less description there is, the more leeway you have to do it. Uh, I mean, you can consult yeah. with an author and say, you know, what did you envision for this? But yes. Right. So, because you you had uh, misidentified who the X-Bot would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it'd be the guy that looked like a, you know, a, a device rather than walking around. Right. The right. one that looked like a monolith. Well, it wasn't even Xbox. In, <laughs> yeah. in the book, yeah. wasn't it Xbox? I thought it was. It was Xbox 4000. Let's check and real quick. show it was X-Bot. Yeah. 
I, for I think it's a little easier to get away yeah. with with branding like that. In, Probably in, in print. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely Xbox Four Thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the framing narrative of having them being on vacation, <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> visiting a ruined human civilization, <laughs> taking pictures, taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Show me what you got, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that that one had the Siri voice, you know, or the Alexa voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I was a little bummed that the that the. Um, what did you call it? Entertainment sphere. Entertainment mm-hmm. sphere it was not a baseball, just because it's baseball season, and so I think everything uh, should be baseballs. Yeah. But. Well, you don't you don't bounce a baseball, and that's right straight from the story. True, although that's the way the ball bounces does apply to baseball as well on a grounder. But you also don't hit a basketball with a stick either, usually. Right. True. <laughs> Bad. You just think about what you. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I think this one was probably my favorite. The the dialogue is fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes. Good interplay between the bots. And uh-huh. and I like that it was three very different looking bots. Yes. Right. And you could kind of see once once you realized who was who and, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see how mm-hmm. that one might have been descended from a baby monitor. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think they did kind of switch up the dialogue a little bit between the written form and the visual form. Oh, probably. But there was a lot of it. It was straight out of it. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of yeah, it. it was just yeah. different, different robots saying different things. Right. Yeah. But it worked out well. Yeah. I like yeah. the monologue about and then And, and cats. Right. The cats were awesome. Yeah, I trust Scalzi to put a cat in there as a main <laughs> character. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a cat in there. I know. He's also a dog guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so have you ever been in the presence of that many cats? That many cats? Mm-hmm. No. I think I probably topped out at four. Okay. So you do know at least one crazy cat lady. That that would be my mother. Okay. Yeah. More <laughs> More than two cats. Really more than one. I mean... We got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, when Elaine and I were in Japan, we visited Nagasaki, and you can go there to the hypo center of where the the bomb landed. Mm-hmm. And there's an old church there. Um, well, there's a piece of the building still standing there, uh-huh, right? And it, it's it's, it's a, a peace sum. plaza. Well, there's the peace park in in Hiroshima, yeah. right? But no, uh, there's there's a peace plaza in the Nagasaki yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So you've been there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, we went there at night and, and we were just kind of, kind of walking around and, and, you know, just to be in the place. Yep. And this lady comes walking up actually before, even before she started walking up, all of a sudden cats are coming from everywhere. <laughs> and, and I mean, well, it was dozens of them wow. walking past us and we're like, what is going what on here? What? And we turn around and there's this lady walking into the, into the park who evidently mm-hmm. had treats or food for, for all the cats. Wow. So that's crazy. I thought if she ever shows up here without treats. <laughs> she's in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> she's going to be treated, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't have opposable thumbs. Right. Yes. I did like that. You know, well, are you going to blow up if we stop petting you? I didn't say that. So, <laughs> yes, you'll have to just keep petting me forever. Forever. That is so cat-like. <laughs> yes. So I thought it showcases his humor pretty well. Yes. His his creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, uh, his liking of cats. Mm-hmm. Right. So he has a rule that on Twitter he doesn't respond to people unless they have more followers than his latest uh, two adopted cats called the Scatter Beasts, mm. <laughs> Sugar and Spice. Nice. So I did think about I did think about contacting him to mm-hmm. see if he would give us some feedback about what it's like to have three of his stories adapted all at the same time. Uh, but there were three things getting in the way of that. First is I have fewer followers than the Scatter Beasts, so I right. I don't fall in that rule. How many do you need? Uh, I want to say it's. 14,000 or so. Yep. It's Dang. a bunch. Yeah. Uh, right. The second one is that he has a policy that says you should only ask me interesting questions because if you ask me boring questions, you get boring answers. Right. That's And fair. he's a fairly smart guy. 
Uh, and the third thing that stopped me was uh, he's taking his wife right now to London hmm. uh, for their anniversary. Oh, uh, they had nice for her birthday. seats on that airplane. Yes. <laughs> and so he wouldn't have been available anyway. tweet okay. his seats or something? Yeah, there was a picture oh. in the in the first class. The, those mm-hmm. kind of little cubicles. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those look nice. Um, well, so, Mr. Scalzi, if you're out there and you happen to listen to this episode <laughs> and you want to uh, – to do a Skype call with us and have us ask you some hopefully interesting questions, then uh, tweet at us at Pavement Podcast and we'll, we'll look that up. Yeah. I thought that the three bo- robots thing <laughs> bore a very strong re- resemblance to a, an old Pepsi commercial from the 80s uh, that I showed you guys earlier. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Especially the, the entertainment sphere, because there, there is a baseball in that one. And uh, Pepsi had a good string of commercials going back then. <laughs> he, he, John Scalzi is, is so well known as being a fan of, of Coke that they send him things in advance. Oh, nice. Really? Yes. All right. Well, then I'm yeah. definitely posting that Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the punchline at the end of that video. That's yeah. funny. That's, That's good. good stuff. And it was a nice thing to add to that story because it just talks more about, you know, yeah. cats. Right. And your your dislike for cats, Seth, is so strong that you notice that cats were inserted into the alternate Hitler timeline when it shouldn't mm-hmm. have been there. Yep. Yeah, I didn't really think anything of it until you noticed, until you said something. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I saw it. I just didn't. That, that's what I think. That's, that's why we need to ask him. Did you yeah. deliberately ask for more cats in your adaptations? <laughs> <laughs> and if it did, right. you know, he's John Scalzi. He can do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still rooting for an old man's war adaptation. Yes, definitely. I mean, they've already turned right. Zoe Saldana. I was going to say they could do it with Gamora. That's awesome. Gorgeous green person. Yeah. So it can be done. Yes. That was pretty cool. So anything further we want to talk about? About love, death, and robots? Robots? Robots. Star Trek Discovery, it's on one of the episodes this season, um, there's a character in there that is augmented human with robot parts. There's and several. Yeah, well, there's one in but, part- yes. there's one in particular, and and mm-hmm. Tilly, who's who's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Tilly's fantastic. Um, at some point, she's talking to Arium, this character, and uh-huh. says, "Well, you know, you are part robot." <laughs> so I like that. Sorry, L- love, death, and robots. Any anything else we want to talk about? Uh, not for these three. No, no. Okay, series as a whole. Well, you had mentioned today that more of these are adapted. Yes, we do need to go through and see which ones are adapted, and we could potentially do more if we want to. I mean, we could do that this summer instead of the summer of Twilight Zone. Well, those would be super short. Super they would be short. super short, yeah. Speaking of which, or we could we could group them if we wanted to. Um, speaking of Twilight Zone, summer of the Twilight Zone, there is new Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. Really? It, yeah. It's... It's a mixed bag, I will say. The first wait, episode. Wait, what do you mean by yet. new, like newly released or like newly created, as in like just created, just with created new people actors? Yeah, just just created. Jordan Peele is hosting it. No d- kidding. D- doing a, a good Rod Serling impression. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. I feel like the first episode is a real missed opportunity. The oh, second oh no. episode is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, the second episode is Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, and that's why I brought it up because. Ah. We have oh, already covered Nightmare right. 20,000 feet and Nightmare 30,000 feet. So we could do a, a quick reaction to the new one. It takes takes a different twist on it. Okay. Hmm. If we want to. So this, this would be take four. Well, it would be take two from, from the perspective of we've done one episode on Nightmare. Right, right. But it would be the third adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then we could go back. We could do the Simpsons one as well. <laughs> <laughs> that Phil reminded us about. <laughs> Uh, nightmare at five and a half feet. I think it was. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, we can we can look through and see which other ones are adapted and see right. if we uh, want to do that. Yep. Yeah. Most of the most of the adaptation these days seems to be happening on uh, series rather than in yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Which is okay. Although we don't do much of those. No, we don't do too much of that because it's too much of a commitment to do an entire series, right? Well, I still think we could evaluate him just by doing the introduction. True. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it depends on the series and the scope of that series. Yeah. So if it was something like Childhood's End, that's a that's a mini series, right? right. But if it's like The Handmaid's Tale, boy, you can do the whole first season of it because right. that's pretty much that's pretty the much book. the book. Yeah. <laughs> or or The Man in the High Castle is the same right. kind of thing. Yep. Although I heard the $6 billion man is now uh, back on track and is going to be released. The Mark Wahlberg one? Yes. Oh, okay. Which Ooh. means we'd have to read some Martin Cade and yeah. watch some Lee Majors. Hmm. And then... Lee we'll- Majors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the movie from The Reindeer... Oh, Night the night the reindeer, reindeer died. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> With Lee Majors. <laughs> it all connects back to Scrooged. Yep. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> was he in The Fall Guy? Was that him? He was The Fall okay. Guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, we can also get back to doing Real Future. We could do Damnation Alley or something else. So we- yeah, I was just thinking about Real Future. I'm like, yeah. we're so close to knocking that book I know. Out. We, yes. we, we do need to get back to it. So we should- we'll probably do that. Maybe maybe we'll do like a mini episode on the down. Twilight Zone thing just to, oh, yeah. just to do it. Yeah. Addendum. Okay. Cool. Uh, so do we have a May plan or are we just kind of letting it ride? No, we'll, we'll, we'll let people know. When the episode drops. Yeah, let her, let her ride. Okay. <laughs> we'll probably tweet something out that we'll be doing this or that. You know, uh, Availability-wise, uh, I'm about to run out of children. Woohoo! Oh, the, at the end of the summer. Yeah. Yes. And actually through most of the summer as well. Hmm. So if we wanted to nice. you know, pick up the tempo a bit and play more disc golf and do more podcasting hmm. and play more games and share more food and do stuff, it's a doable thing. Okay. Ooh, I like playing more games. <laughs> I'm bringing games tomorrow. Excellent. Oh, sweet. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, Deal. We'll leave you for this month for with with a Pavement Pounders Love Death and Robots blessing. <laughs> may the road rise up to meet you, and may the entertainment sphere always bounce in your favor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Yeah, and it also has some philosophical... <laughs> that one's going in the blooper. <laughs> it- or they could do it in animation with super explicit uh, green people sex, like in the book. Actually, it's not super explicit. It just talks yeah. about how many times they do it. Right. The things that you used to do all night long now mm-hmm. take all night long to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, any, any further thoughts on this? Oh, okay, sorry. I'll, I'll, James is still laughing. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. <laughs> You've never heard that? No. Oh, yeah. Look real. <laughs> Anything else? What do we got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I'm trying to think of a blessing. Ah. Uh. I wanted to say something about the dildo rocket, but I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can even put it in blooper reel.